Also, I would like to welcome all of you in the precious name of our Lord, in particular our brethren who have traveled long distances. Yeah. Our precious brothers and sisters from Finland, God bless you. God bless all from Romania. The Lord be with you. In particular, then I have heard that there is a group from Ghana in our midst which have to fly back afterward. Where is the group from Ghana? Please stand up there. Where is the rest? God bless you in a very special way in Ghana. We had, of course, meetings in August, wonderful meetings. In the last meeting was in, was in Tema, more than 4,000 people. The Lord God blesses in all of Africa in a very wonderful way. Also for this, we are very grateful to God with all our hearts. He is, of course, calling out from all peoples, tongues and nations. Just feel at home, whether you are mentioned by name or whether you are called by nation. We are returning to the promise which God gave to Abraham. In thee shall all kindreds of the earth be blessed. Every tribe, every people, every nation. And then we read in Galatians chapter 3 that in Christ the promised seed of Abraham and son of Abraham is written in Matthew 1 verse 1 that in Christ all nations have been blessed. Next weekend we have Paris in our program. We are also trying to include Europe and visiting some cities which we can include. Next weekend it's Paris. Then on the third weekend, God willing, I will be together with Brother Schmidt in the Ukraine, in the three Russia, Belarusia, Ukraine, his three countries. And brethren, they phoned already from these three countries. And we are trusting the Lord that they will come from near and far to hear the word of God. Then we have the announcement for the meeting in Bern, in Switzerland. The meeting in Bern will be at the last Saturday in October. And God willing, the meeting in Salzburg on the last Saturday in November. We just would like to redeem the time. The time is precious. 
So, we thank the Lord also for you, also for you, who you, you could have also sit at home, but today you are here as a proof that you are standing for the Lord, that you are standing for the work which He has called us and which he has us, which he commissioned us to. We are really standing before the last moments, before the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. Also, the two announcements, I don't want to forget, whoever wants to partake in the trip to Turkey, Please register. Whoever wants to partake of the trip to Israel, please register. Then, really, also on the religious level, some things are going on now. The ten years of Martin Luther were introduced now in these ten years up to the year 2017 where it will be then 500 years ago when Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the castle church at Wittenberg. In the religious press they are writing that it, that it will become a place of pilgrimage and that people in these 10 years and then mainly in the year 2017 they will be there in remembrance to that what God did at that time. This is now my saying what God has done. God gave the new beginning. God gave the breakthrough. Martin Luther also mentioned Jan Hus and he was thanking God that he used him. Especially in the council at Constantinople. Now, Constance when he went up in flames at the stake. And Martin Luther said, Jan Hus, they murdered. But the message which he brought and which I can also bring, they will not kill it. The message will go forth. And it took its course. And after the Reformation, one revival after the other one followed. And in every revival, all true children of God went with. They recognized the time of their visitation every time. They recognized what God did at their time. And then we have something special. Today, in Rome, something starts. In Rome, in the Church of the Holy Cross, 
Today a special meeting starts where all the religions are coming together. And now listen closely where the Bible where the Bible will be read for a whole week from today up to the next Sunday only from the Bible they are reading. The others, they will read from the Quran. All will read from their own so-called holy books. But the main thought is to call all together, to bring them together. You all know why. That also therein the scripture might be fulfilled. And it fills us. On one hand, it fills us with pain. Others, on the other hand, it fills us with thanksgiving, with pain, because the whole world is being deceived with God and with the Bible. How the enemy did it from the very beginning. He used the word and then he brought his own interpretation. And for us, the way is just the contrary. We are coming out from all interpretations back to the original word of God. And also for the meeting in Bern, Brother Graf was asking me for it. Also greetings from Brother Etienne Tenton, greetings from Brother Graf, from many, many brothers who have phoned in. On this invitation, on this invitation we put on the back side, we put this 50-year anniversary we, print, we printed it there, where we, where we put an advert in our magazine, ACP, a so-called Christian magazine. We put an advert there. And here we are writing, the church doctrines put to the test. We mentioned it already last time. And then the question, what shall count? That, what some time ago was decided in councils and formulated in creeds, this may count, whoever wants it, not for us. For us counts that what God said in his word, what he left to us, what he decided from eternity and what he planned. In the second line, it says, Or that, what was left to us in the Divine Testament from the time of the Apostles. Brothers and sisters, the Word of God, and I believe to all of us it becomes more and more precious to us. Not so. It becomes more and more precious. And the Word 
is getting more and more revealed to us. The Lord leads from clarity to clarity. Then I'm asking a question here. Shall we return to what Athanasius, Tertullian, Augustinus and others said? Or to that what the Apostle Peter, James, John and Paul taught who were commissioned by the Lord himself? The decision has to fall, has to come. The Carmel Hour has to come. Make your decision. Decide for yourself. The decision must be made whom we believe and what we believe. Our decision is firm. We believe as it is written. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One Lord and God. Besides whom there is no other. About 6,000 times it's written in the Old Testament. It speaks of the Lord God, of no father, of no son, of the Lord God in all of the Old Testament. And then we have the promises about the coming of the Messiah, of the Redeemer, of the Son of God, so that the Lord would come into the flesh from the spiritual body into a body of flesh by begetting by the Holy Spirit, born as a human being to redeem us who we have sinned in the body of flesh and to give us the adoption. So, the firm decision to believe as the scripture has said. As the last one, it says, Now, before the return of Jesus Christ, all who truly belong to the church of Jesus Christ must return to the original doctrine and practice of the apostles and by this being brought in line with the word and with the will of God. And then, in bold letters, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Brothers and sisters, on that what Rome is doing, what is happening in Wittenberg, what is happening in all denominations and religions, we will not change anything. We are also not appointed to that. God has ordained us to hear His call. And I hope that we all understand it rightly. It's not about the message of Brother Brenham. It is about the divine message which this simple man of God 
has brought in the name of the Lord. It's really about the last part of the divine plan of salvation, which we by His grace can witness. I say it again, by His grace, we can experience it, we can witness it, we can see it and recognize, and we can have part in it. More than six billions of people are bypassing this. And as in the days of Paul, in Romans 11 it says, the elect has obtained it, the others bypassed it. And as I mentioned last night, to all these churches, what does it mean to them, the promise from the prophet Malachi? Most of them, they, they didn't even read the Old Testament properly. And then, when they then come to Matthew 17, then they are interested in the Mount of Transfiguration. And that's what happened there. Perhaps they are interested, I don't know. But to us, we are more interested in more. We are interested that the disciples in verse 10, they asked the Master, why, why do the scribes say that Elijah shall come first? And brothers and sisters, here I'm saying now, something very painful. In the days of Mohammed, the Jews in Yatrib, that's how the name was at the time of that city, in Yatrib, they were waiting for the prophet Elijah. Mohammed, who could not read and write, he was uh, depending on that, what the Christians have said. And he also listened to that, what the Jews have said, namely, that Elijah must come before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And then the moment came where Mohammed just said, All right, then I am that man. Then I am this last prophet who was promised. And when the Jews didn't accept it, then the moment came that this man with his, with his army, he killed all the 800 Jews in Yatrib because they didn't recognize him as this Elijah. Now, one more point. Whoever was in Israel, he knows that, that there is a chair put up on the Pesach evening and that there is a cup for Elijah. The Jews, they are even waiting today that Elijah comes and that he introduces the Messiah. There we have again a very special point. When 
If one misses the fulfillment of the word of prophecy, if one didn't recognize it at that time where it happens, then time and again new hopes are coming up, which are made up without that the fulfillment will come. And if we summarize all this briefly, how thankful we can be to God. No own imaginations anymore, but the revelation of the Word and of the will of God. Also what concerns the promise of Elijah. We all know, of course, that according to Zechariah 4, it speaks of the two olive trees of the two prophets which are standing bes beside the lampstand, outside of the lampstand. If this uh, table would be the lampstand, then one olive tree is standing here and the other olive tree is standing on this side. That's how it is written in Zechariah 4. Namely, to show us clearly that these two prophets will not come in the church ages. In the church ages, there are the two messages to the seven churches. But if, when the two prophets will come on the scene, this is after the church ages, after the rapture. And they are coming on the scene in Jerusalem, as written in Revelation chapter 11. And under their ministry, the 144,000 are sealed, which then in Revelation 14 are shown on Mount Zion. Brothers and sisters, also, when all these things, the one is written here, the other one is written there, then God still puts all these places together for us. Namely, He puts it there where they belong. And by grace, we may all see this and we may place it biblically in our time. I have two or three scriptures from Moses which I would like to read to show us how God was watching over it. Exodus 19. He was watching over it that everything, really everything, is being done in such a way as God commanded it. But firstly, from Exodus, chapter 20, the second part, from verse 24, Exodus 20, verse 24, the second part. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee and I will bless thee. I will come unto thee and I will bless thee. Has God in our midst revealed his name? 
Have we the right to believe that the Lord is present as He promised in His Word? Just be honest. Was the name of the has not the name name of the Lord become precious to you? The name which is above every name, in which in which we have to do all things. And then in this Exodus we have the report that God was looking for everything. Let us read Exodus 39, Exodus chapter 39, to find out that everything, everything was done by the commandment of God that it was 100% in the will of God it was carried out. Exodus 39, verse 42 and 43. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. Brothers and sisters, with God it has to be precise. It must be perfect. It, uh, it, it is not allowed to be, to be made fitting like one's own pattern. Let us read again. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. You can read it. Every profession, every work was suddenly among the people. Every work in the sanctuary could be made. The breastplate, every altar, everything, again everything, could be manufactured according to the pattern as Moses saw it on the holy mount. And this shows us that God not only shows the pattern of the church, but He takes care that everything is being carried out, that it can be carried out according to His original will, namely, of those who were commissioned, who were commissioned to do certain tasks, so that the house of God, with all the equipment, with the showbread, with the altars, with everything uh, exactly after the will of God, it was manufactured. And then we read in verse 43, And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had, did you listen carefully? He looked upon it and he, Moses was on the holy mount. He saw the temple. He saw what should be done. He saw the tabernacle. He saw everything. 
And behold, when everything was finished, he goes there. Let us read it once again. And Moses did look upon all the work which they manufactured. And behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it. And Moses blessed them. What will our Lord do? To whom will he say thanks? Did we do everything as he has commanded it to us? If the Lord would, if our Lord could come visibly in our midst, can we stand before him? Did we do everything according to his word, according to his commandments, according to his will? It really touches me. Also I, one day I will stand before the Lord. And as Brother Brenham, already at his lifetime, he was transferred into the paradise. And he was told there, you will be judged of those to whom you preached. At the end he said, if all will stand the test to whom Paul has preached, then also all will stand the test to whom I have preached. And then came as in a choir with one voice and Brother Brenham said, it were millions who the answer was, we rest upon it. True children of God, they have no own program at all, no own doctrines, no own knowledge, no own will. True servants of God are carrying out everything according to the commandment of the Lord. Let us read. Let us read this verse once again. And Moses did look upon all the work. Those who were called, precious brothers, look here. You, ministers of the word, not Moses, the prophet, he received the commandment. He received the commission, but all the carrying out was not a one-man system, but God could use many. How is it today? God, by the prophet, he showed us the pattern anew. He showed it to us how God wants it to be in the original, how he wants it to be. Brothers, carry it out according to the commandment of the Lord. Do as he said. Do as he commanded. So that when the day comes and when we stand before him, that we don't have to bow our heads, but that also from us in this time it could be said all he beheld, all he looked upon, all he looked at, and everything is in line in the carrying out, exactly 
It's in line with the pattern, with the commission. Now just be honest. All brothers who are coming from professions where there's a drawing, where there's a plan, and then everything must be carried out according to the drawing. That's how it is, of course, in the kingdom of God. Then not everybody can deviate. No. As it is shown and said in the original, as it is left to us, that's how we will carry it out until the end. Now, what really touches me is the thought of the supernatural cloud, which of course was with the children of Israel 40 years. And the Lord went before them. He illuminated the way. He came down on the mountain. He spoke to Moses. And all the people listened to it. Here we read in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. Then a cloud covered the... And, and then in the, in the summary, when Moses completed all the work, then the cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. This we wish ourselves. We are wishing us that we, everything in the church, that we would have placed everything divinely in order so that in the completion that the cloud, the supernatural cloud, the presence of God, the cloud of glory could come down. And whoever reads in the prophet Ezekiel, he has described the glory of the Lord. He has seen it about on the river of Ulai. He has seen it there and there. Already in all of the Old Testament, the Lord revealed himself in the supernatural cloud. And he also of this cloud he was uh, taken up into glory and a cloud took him and has taken him up. Here we read on verse 35 and Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. For us, it's not enough that we just read what God did at that time. 
We only will be satisfied and we will only be able to thank God if it happens with us in such a way as with the original church at the day of Pentecost, that the heavens are opening and that the Holy Spirit as the power of God comes into the church so that also we can carry out and do what the Lord commanded us. We have to be in His Spirit to carry out in His will whatever He commanded us by His grace. In Nehemiah, in chapter 9, we read from verse 19, Nehemiah 9, verse 19, now I'm in trouble, now I'm in trouble, Nehemiah 9, 19, Ay, ay, ay. Brothers and sisters, also we are going sometimes through dry times. We are not understood. And then it says, No, you didn't leave them. The pillar of cloud didn't depart from them. By day, wherein they should go, verse 12. Did not our Lord give us the promise? Behold, I am with you all the days. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you and in you all the days until the end of the world. Brothers and sisters, if we are going through dry times, if we are going, if, if we have to go through trials, then let us trust the Lord even the more, because all who want to live in godliness in this world, they have to suffer persecution. They have to suffer persecution. If we would go on with a broad mass, with the multitudes, if we would be in Rome and also would read there, then the devil would leave us in peace. But we are not going to Rome. We are going to Jerusalem. We are going back to the origin. We are going back to the beginning. There was the pattern, the pattern church. There everything was done according to the will of God. From the first to the last sermon. And therefore, back to the beginning strengthened in the faith. The Lord will never leave us. He cannot leave us. And exactly in the testing times, we need Him the most. And there He will prove His faithfulness time and again. I'm also looking back to 50 years. And in my living room, I have a photograph after the 50 years 
with the five sermons which Brother Brenham gave me in June 1958. And he told me, Brother Frank, you will return with this message to Germany. I've said it here a few times. I emigrated to Canada with no thought of returning at all. The nicest Ford I was driving, blue-white color, and I was living as the king in Abyssinian, never thinking to return. And then the man of God says, you will return with this message to Germany. Brothers and sisters, also this I've said here last night. Brother Brenham, alone in the year 62, he spoke four times of the storing in of the food. He again and, and again mentioned it, but not a single time he said that for him the time of giving out would come. Not a single time. And two times he's, he even said, I will carry the message as long as it is ordained for me. If one really makes the trouble, to read precisely, then one sees the pattern, the pattern for the last section, the last phase of the Church of Jesus Christ in which we now arrived. And here, the two verses from Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee. May this not happen with one of us. May also the disobedience and the unbelief, may it belong to the past. May in no one of us be a heart of unbelief and of the falling away from the living God. Unbelief is the falling away from God. Belief, believing, connects us to God. Unbelief separates us from God. Please, believe what the Scripture says, as the Scripture says it. And please, also remember this point, when servants of God are carrying out what and how the Lord commanded it to them, then you also have to work with it. And you also, for instance, with the baptism, if the Lord gives the commandment, the commission, to preach the gospel and then to baptize, baptize then it's our task to preach the word to preach the gospel, but in the same way, it's our task 
to baptize. But then it's your turn by the faith in obedience to be baptized, to let yourselves be baptized. Not only servants of God are commanded, but all the people are contributing that in the church everything is happening according to the will and word of God. And so the Lord, of course, gave various ministries into the church so that the saints are perfected, are built up unto a habitation of God in the Spirit. Let us go to some scriptures of the New Testament. Brothers and sisters, take the finished work of redemption which God has given us just receive it don't never doubt doubt it never doubt it may the enemy accuse as he likes and even he would put everything upside down we are saying with Job I know that my Redeemer liveth He has risen. He has taken away the power of death. And by His grace, He has given us eternal life. As sure as Jesus Christ died, as He was buried, and as He rose, so sure our old man was crucified with him, was buried with him by baptism, and together we rose with him unto a new life by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Not your, not my effort. God did it. God did it. The redemption is finished. Let us look up Romans chapter 5. I just would like to read some verses before we then come briefly to the coming of the Lord. Romans chapter 5 please don't forget these two verses and receive them as a divine reality forever into your heart Romans 5 verse 18 and 19 Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, this we all know, that's how it happened. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Justification is not a doctrine alone. Justification is what God has given us through Jesus Christ by the cross of Calvary. We've said it already last weekend as Brother Brenham lined it out. Justification means 
as you would have never done it. You were accused. The, ju the judgment, uh, uh, the, the court was there. And actually, there should be spoken out a sentence. But it cannot be spoken out anymore because our condemnation was laid upon the Lamb of God. He was condemned. He was. He took your and my transgression upon himself. He died. He died. And with this, we are once for all justified. Verse 19, in Romans 5, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We didn't contribute to the first one, and to the second one we also didn't contribute anything. And we thank God for the finished work of redemption. And as David cried it out in Psalm 51, in sins I was born, in in sin my mother conceived me we all were born in sin and therefore it is written in John chapter 3 what is born of the flesh is flesh and flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God and therefore our Lord says you must be born again otherwise you cannot see the kingdom of God and then we all have the scriptures which report us that it has happened and how it happened. Did we experience it? Say Amen. Amen. The work is finished. I say it once again. Please, don't doubt. Don't doubt what God did. And if it is written already in the Old Testament, I'm just reminded now, if it says already in the Old Testament, the book of the covenant, and also the people were sprinkled with the blood, how much more are we under the protection of the blood of the Lamb? And as the Lord God in the Old Testament said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will pass over you. Brothers and sisters, once again, let it be said, the chastisement which has uh, come upon you and me was laid upon him for our peace so that we might inherit the salvation of God by His grace. Now, in Exodus, chapter 24, we have the example from the Old Testament concerning the making of the covenant, the book of the covenant and the people of the covenant. 
Exodus 24 from verse 6 And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar and he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people and they said all that the Lord has said will we do and be obedient here was the declaration of the people and then verse 8 and Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Yesterday we were reading it from Mark chapter 14 this is the blood of the covenant the blood which was shed for many let us go to Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 and here we read just the last part of verse 3 Romans 8, second part of verse 3. God, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Just say Amen to this. That's how it was. That's how it is. That's how it has happened for all of us. Then comes the wonderful summary, also in Romans, chapter 8, in verse 19. From verse 19. We will not read it just referring briefly to it. The whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Also we are waiting. Also we are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are awaiting that God in such a mighty way will bless that it will become visible, that it becomes experienceable, that it can be seen and heard. But about the divine justification and about what happened with us and for us, let us read verse 33 in Romans 8. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? 
brothers and sisters. Let us go to Romans 16. Here we have the precious ending of that what Paul wrote in the summary. Romans 16, from verse 17, he writes, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses and so forth. And then he says in verse 19 of the obedience and in verse 20, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And then he comes in the summary He comes to verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Here the man of God comes to the plan of salvation which was kept secret since the world began. And now it was revealed of the mystery of Christ and the Church. And then we read in verse 26 and 27, But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations to work the obedience of faith. Kept secret since the world began. Yeah. Eternity never began. Eternity will never end. But throughout all the ages, throughout all the ages, it was It was not revealed, it was kept secret, as it was now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. And now, now, it was after this great mystery was revealed, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets, according to, to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the purpose to work obedience of faith. Now just be honest. Was there ever a, a period of time in these 2,000 years where the word of prophecy was revealed in such a way 
Has not the Apostle Peter written in 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 16? He spoke about the coming of the Lord. And then he said already then, we have the more sure word of prophecy which we take heed to, which shines as a light, which shines as a bright light in a dark place. I'm happy. I'm very happy. Also, I'm sorrowful about certain things, but yet, I'm happy with unspeakable joy about the introduction, the insight into the word of prophecy. And if one looks, uh, opens up this book, then it always shines forth. One sees new connections. Time and again, we can always thank God by the commission of God, of the everlasting God, made known to all nations. What are we doing today? What are we doing today? What do we carry into all the world? The message of a man? No. Then we could go to Mr. Russell or Ellen White or all the prophets or prophetesses and who founded their own denominations. William Branham didn't establish a own denomination, not a own religion. William Branham revealed that was the whole counsel of God the whole plan of salvation in the, by the commission of the eternal God, he preached it. And, and that we can have part in this last commission with all the brothers. This is also, as Paul has written to Titus, to Timothy, he wrote, Be a worker, diligent, who rightly divides the word of truth, so that you don't have to be ashamed on that day. That's how it is also today with all our brothers who don't go beyond the testimony of the Scripture, but who always abide in the limits of the Word of God. Because that's how our Lord said it. If ye abide in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now what, what are we if we go out of the word? What are we then? Only if we abide in his word, then we are his disciples indeed. Did you know that the main subject in the epistles of the Apostle Paul is the return of Jesus Christ? If one reads all these epistles, then one can only thank God in what kind of way the Holy Ghost already at that time let everything be written down. And as we, as we read last night from the words of our Lord, what was it? Mark 13, verse 23. 
I have told you everything beforehand. Everything, not some things. I told you everything beforehand. Of the wars and rumors of wars, of all what would come, of false Christs and false prophets. I told you everything. I predicted everything to you. I foretold it. And the Lord said, Take heed that you are not deceived. And then comes Matthew 24, verse 24, that the genuine and the false would be next to each other, so close together and yet so different, so different as Cain and Abel were. Totally different. They can be born of the same womb and nevertheless they can be two different seeds. They can stand on the same field as our Lord said in the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Receiving the same sunshine, receiving the same rain, the wheat and the tears are growing on the same field on their fruits, not by their gifts, ye shall know them. One cannot gather grapes from the thorns, and in no child of God one will find a devilish nature, and in no unbeliever one will find the nature of Jesus Christ. The one excludes the other born again unto a living hope. And as we said it before, the blood was shed for, the, for an atonement, for the forgiveness. Grace and salvation was given unto us. So that the life of Jesus Christ, with all the virtues, as Peter has written in his first epistle, all the virtues, namely, the nature of Jesus Christ will then be manifested. And here, we read the last verse in Romans 16. Him, the to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Why? Because he, because he will finish his work by his grace in all of us. Firstly, it's necessary to hear the divine message and secondly, it is important to believe it, to let oneself to let oneself be positioned in the will of God according to the divine pattern which was left to us. Now, the two scriptures from Colossians, it's just so wonderful to read in what kind of way the Lord God has taken care of that we in this time 
have a full insight, an overall view about the plan of salvation, about the promises, about their fulfillment, and this by, by His grace. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 we read Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved tender mercies kindness humbleness of mind meekness long suffering put on Put on the new man, which is created after God's own righteousness, as written in Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 21. Put off the old man. Put off what belongs to the old man. And put on the new man as the elect of God. We are sanctified by God. Paul has addressed his letters to the saints, to the called out ones, to the God dedicated, to the born again ones, to the true believers. Paul addressed his epistles. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy saints and beloved, tender mercies, kindness, humbleness, meekness and long-suffering. Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And then comes verse 14. And above all these things, put on love, love, which is the bond of perfection. We are all we are only perfect in love, not in strife, not in arguments, in love. We are perfected. And love covers the multitudes of sins. And the love of God was poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And then we have the promise, let, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful in one body, and be ye thankful. Let us take this to heart. And then will that be fulfilled what is written in Colossians 3 from verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Then comes 
Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. It's ours. Then verse 3. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And then comes verse 4, which for a long time it has become very precious to me, this verse. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. When Christ can be manifested in our lives, when the life of Christ can be lived through us, then we have peace with God. And we can be in fellowship with the Lord. Now, as the last scripture, let us read James chapter 5, verse 7. James 5, from verse 7. Thanks be to God for His wonderful word. James 5, verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until it receive the early and latter rain. We could go to the prophet Joel, chapter 2. We could go to Zechariah 10 and to other scriptures. Be patient, therefore, beloved brethren. Let us summarize it. As God, in the days of Moses, has distributed the tasks, showing the prophet what he wanted to have been done, the way as he wanted to have it be done. And that's how it is written in Hebrews. Take heed that you do everything according to the pattern as it was shown to you on the holy mound. Take heed to do everything precisely according to the pattern. And then when the tasks were fulfilled, then came the inspection. Then it was looked upon it. Then it was checked whether everything was done according to the plan. And behold, it was perfect. Brothers and sisters, if God in the Old Testament, when there was no new covenant, no new heart, when he could watch over it in such a way and when he gave grace that everything fitted perfectly, everything was done 100% according to his will in his house, 
shall, should the Lord not in the new covenant come to his right so that everything, but really everything, is being done according to the will and counsel of God? Brothers, be of good courage. Be of good courage. And also as the meeting, as a congregation, be of good comfort. Also to our beloved brother Brenham. God showed the original pattern. And he, by the preaching, he could convey this pattern to us. And now it's our turn. All of us, it's our turn now. The prophet saw the pattern. He knew what God wanted, how God wanted it. But the carrying out came through all the ministries, which God has set into the into Israel. The same it is now. Yes, Brother Belo. The same it is now. God takes care that everything happens according to His word and will. And by His grace, we may have part in it. And then we have nothing to fear. When Paul writes, all of us, we have to be we have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Then we will, we can appear, and it will be shown that we are that we have built upon the foundation which was laid by the apostles, Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, being built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Nothing is skew. Everything fits hundred percent according to the will of God. It was done, and the Lord may He give us the grace until the end that whenever he will look upon it, that everything will be done according to his plan, according to his will, and that we by his grace can experience the completion. I believe, I believe that God has the power. I believe that God is watching over his word, that he's watching over his church, watching over the ministries, that God is watching over it. And right at the end, he will observe everything. He will look upon everything. And he will say, this you have done according to my will by his grace. Let us th thank God for the grace. And I say now, referring to myself, in all humbleness, I say it, in more than the 10,000 sermons which I preached in the last 50 years, I have nothing to take back. Nothing. Especially Brother Kupfer. He says sometimes, Brother Frank, if we, when we are reading the old circular letters, it could have been written now. 
up to now, by His grace, I did what the Lord commanded me. I went from city to city, from country to country. I preached His word. I was taken care of that the spiritual food is being given out from this place. And now, just be honest, brothers and sisters, Never in all the years the sermons of Brother Brenham were read in such a way as now. Time and again I hear it and I really want to lay it upon your heart. Read the sermons of Brother Brenham. In every sermon God speaks to us. He admonishes, he builds up, and therefore the ministry happens in a twofold way. Firstly, the preaching of the whole counsel of God worldwide, and secondly, the food, the giving, giving the spiritual food to the people of God with a manna with the revealed word of God. He, the faithful God, who has led it in such a way in the time of Moses, Joshua, in all the times, <laughs> I've written it now. God knew how it, will, how it would continue in the Garden of Eden. God knew everything. God knew always how things will go on. God knows it today. And a songwriter sings, Even I don't know the way, yet you know him very well. You know him very well. And then, also the psalm, Commit thy ways unto the Lord, the way of the church. Let it be committed unto the Lord. He is the head. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless all the ministering brethren in all peoples and tongues. God bless bless his chosen people also in all peoples and tongues full of confidence full of faith we are looking for what the lord completes his work in our time and we will experience the completion by his grace to him be the honor forever. Amen. Let us stand up and let us pray together. But before, let us sing the chorus just as I am. As we are having our heads bowed, as we remain in silent prayer before God, 
I hope, beloved brothers and sisters, I hope that nobody is discouraged by this sermon, but that all are edified, that, that all have received comfort, as the Holy Scripture also teaches it, that we are strengthened in our faith, the Lord completes his work. Not you, not I. We are letting him do what he decided to do. Now the question whether special requests are in our midst who we can bring together before the throne of grace. Then please raise your hand. Do we have? Yes, look at that. Look at this. Dear Lord, you are risen to fulfill every promise which is written in your word through the church. As, as everything that was written in reference to you was fulfilled, as everything was fulfilled, so is now being fulfilled what is promised to the church. And we ask you together for a, for a filling with the Holy Spirit, with the power from on high, so that the ministry can be carried out and so that everything can be done according to the will of God. Beloved Lord, you know about the needs, you know about the requests, whatever it may be, Hear, save, deliver, heal, give grace in every way. And I'm asking you, precious Lord, give to my brothers and give to all my sisters the grace to believe now, to believe now that you are answering prayers, that you answered now, and that you have given that whatever we have asked for. To you, the Almighty God, we say thanks. And I'm asking you today, O oh Lord, let us the next time hear of what you have done today. We believe it, because you are present. And that what happened at that time, when you walked this earth, is repeating now. Sick are healed. The sinners are being saved. The bound ones are being set free and the Spirit of the Lord God rests upon the church to carry out this proclamation. Dear Lord, confirm thy word in all for whom was now prayed for.
blessed and praised be thou o lord forever we are also praying for our precious sister closing dear lord be with her you know her desperation she has no relative no friend on this earth she has only you and she is in her old age home and sometimes she is very close to coming to desperation please lord make a way for her make a way O oh Lord, bless all who can be not here today. Bless Brother Rus. Bless all. And we pray you, confirm thy word also on our beloved brother who has carried your word and who has preached it. Dear Lord, confirm thy word on our brother. With you all things are possible and we thank you with all our hearts for it. Bless all our brothers, all our ministering brethren. Bless all in all peoples and tongues. Bless up to Finland, up to the Black Sea, and beyond that. Bless in East and West. Bless in South and North. Bless beyond what we can ask and understand. Beloved Lord, together we believe that now at the end, in the church, everything is being done according to the pattern and example as it was shown to us in Jerusalem. We thank you that the restoration has already started and that you will complete, that you will lead it unto the completion. We thank you for the victory of Calvary and we thank you for the victory in the church which is manifested in the overcomers. Precious Lord, lift up thy countenance over all of us and give us your blessing and your peace. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated as we announced already we want to make use of the time also in Europe we will go from city to city to carry the word of the Lord carrying out the commission which he has given us and so we ask time and again please remember us in your prayers and then God willing in November it will go again to Africa in December once again to South America 
At the weekend, we were looking upon the flights from September 2007 up to September 2008, 103 flights alone with Lufthansa. And then all the other airlines are added to it. And so we made use of the time. It went up and down, up and down. And it went from city to city, from country to country. Of course, after 50 years, one is no more 25 as, at, as then, 1958. But I thank God that he time and again has given new strength. And also this we have said, it's not the volume in the preaching, it's the power of the word in itself, the power of the word in itself. Our Lord, at the Sermon of the Mount, he was sitting down and precious words came from his mouth. And so it's not the volume. But it's the precious Holy Word which has become precious to you and me and which was revealed to you and me by His grace. And we may say, the Lord from heaven, He spoke to us. He has spoken with us. To Him be the honor throughout all eternity. Once again, take greetings with you to all of Africa. Take greetings into all the world. By the way, this morning I had many phone calls, even a phone call from China. Just so nice. The people are listening and are having part in what God is doing right now. Do you know what kind of lot has fallen to us? It's of course one thing to read the lot has fallen to me nicely. But if it becomes true in your life, in my life, that to us the lot has fallen to us so nice, then there's only one thing left to thank God. Let us, let us do it together. Once again, let us stand up. Together, we pray all together now. Brother Schmidt will come to pray with us. Yes, my Lord. Great God. We thank you for the grace and faithfulness, for the love, for all that what you're doing to us. Lord in heaven, to me personally, I have no words to express it, Lord. But so we are coming as your people into your presence and we say to you, the great God, in Christ Jesus our Lord, 
Lord, you revealed yourself. Praise, honor, and glory be unto you from all of us. Praise his name. You are worthy to receive all the glory. We ask you, Lord, abide in our midst. Abide in our lives. Accompany each one of us on the way on which we have to walk. Accompany all who are listening, my God. Let it not only be heard, but Lord, give grace that we do accordingly and that your word accomplishes for the purpose you send it for. But not, not for a witness, but for our redemption and deliverance. I thank you, Lord. Please abide with us. Accompany each one on their way home. Be the protection. We thank you for it. For all what you have given to us. Lord, should there be another possibility which we can come together, speak to us. Open our ears. Open our hearts. Our mouths. That we praise you and honor you to our God. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes. Time and again we want to invite, come to the first weekends. We don't know whether it will remain like this forever. Most probably not. Come. So that the whole world knows that we are not preaching to the empty chairs, but to the people of God. Which, are, which is gathering at this place. And all who have, who have to be accommodated, even it's in a very primitive way, like in the stable in Bethlehem, it was probably more or less the same. That's how our Lord came to this earth. In the, in, in the inn, there was no place. Sometimes there's no place anymore in the hotel. But here is still place. And this reminds me to that certain evening when the dawning set in and when I heard the voice of the Lord with these ears, my servant, Go to the adjacent property and consecrate it unto me. Build upon it, because people will come from many countries who have to be accommodated. Everything in a very primitive way. But I can say before the Almighty God, we and I have done it according to the commandment of the Lord. Feel free, feel at home and thank you for all the prayers, for the inner fellowship with the Lord and with one another. Take greetings with you to Finland, to the Czech Republic, to Poland, Slovakia, Switzerland, Austria, France and Belgium 
and Romania. Take greetings to all of Africa. Just take greetings with in the Lord, in the love of God, until we meet again. Hallelujah, be praised. Amen.